Hello, good morning, how are you doing with the move here? Welcome to the feature on the Captain of the Cool Kids, the revolutions that have been televised, and this is a random podcast, with your host, Melty Scarlet. Um, yeah, uh, fuck, I meant to mention this before, but like, okay, so, a lot of people don't know, I mean, I think it's kind of obvious, but, you know, don't hate me for this, I understand if you want to stop listening, but I'm a nerd. Yes, I know. It's a shock. Let that sink in for a second. Let's have a moment of silence for all the people that listen to this thinking, you know, this is another run-of-the-mill talk show. He's not going to talk about anything nerdy. JK, motherfuckers. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. No, uh, I was hanging out with some friends the other day, and... uh, you know, we're just having a conversation, and they're like, this is the most we heard you talk. I was like, oh, I don't really like talking that much. And they're like, I mean, I can be a little bit chatty, uh, you know? But at the same time, I, I usually like the other person talking, because I like to learn more about them. Um, it's just one of those things. You know, ways of life. Um, but regardless of the, of the fact is, uh, for the most part, me personally, uh, I remember we got in a discussion about, like, you know, uh, different, uh, fantasy settings, like, oh, you know, if you were ever to get a power, like, what would be a really interesting power, and it's just like, okay, so, if I had a power, what would it be, and I'm just like, uh, I don't really see them as, you know, useful, I mean, like, think of, like, My Hero Academia, right, I mean, if you look at how the society is structured, uh, everyone has quirks, powers, and whatnot, and some people, you know, use them for, evil, some people use them as heroes, there's like, you know, the people with the strongest quirks, you know, we all know the story of All Might and how, uh, One for All, or is it All for One? Yeah, it's One for All, uh, got established, and it's just like, with that being said, you know, of course there's the good and bad in all people, so it's not really, a. you can't really see things in black and white, because, you know, society is, everyone knows society is subjective, even the law is subjective, uh, but when it comes to powers and whatnot, like, you know, I want to say, like, sometimes the most, sim- the simplest powers can be the most devastating, like, uh, a similar series, uh, but, I mean, it's, ser- it's similar to the fact that, you know, everyone has powers, but we're talking about, uh, something like, uh, unordinary. Now, unordinary is special because not everyone has powers, you know, but same thing as My Hero Academia, but it's like, the people in schools and whatnot, it's kind of like there's a hierarchy. There's a king, queen, jack, uh, an ace. Like, the deck of cards in each school, each academy has their own, and then, like, people go out in the world and whatnot, and, uh, you know, they just live their life. Uh, yeah, some people use it to commit crimes, but, you know, the police station, everyone has, has powers. It's either hit or miss. Um, but, You know, I don't really want to spoil an ordinary. I mean, I know it just the first season just ended, uh, two hundred and fifty. Like it, it's it's been a long time. It's like three years for one season. The author she really worked her her butt off. And I I mean, go look up on a uh, webtoons, um, or line webtoons or whatever it's called. Look up an ordinary. It's a really good series. But um, the point I'm trying to get at is. When you look at the different powers, like, like I said, the simplest powers can be overpowering, like, 
time after time, you look at different, like, isekai animes and whatnot, and the character that, like, has, like, a really simple class or, like, this weird, you know, skill, and everyone looks down on them, it turns out to be, like, when it's applied in a different way, you know, it becomes becomes one of the most OP powers actually possible. And you're just like, oh, well, shit, you know, there's a, there's a, what do you call it? There's this, this, this uh, manga I read the other day. I forgot the name of it, but it's basically you have this dude that his his dad's a game developer, his mom's a shoujo manga artist, and you know he's a nerd. He does he puts his hobbies first, life comes second, um, and he doesn't really get along. But like one of the girls in class, one of like the idols or the, one of the girls that everyone loves, really focuses on him because she saw him stand up for like this kid and his, and his mom. With, to a gangster, and of course, you know, the gangster beat beat him up, but you know, the fact that he was willing to stand up really impressed the girl. Um, and because of this, you know, the rest of the guys in class were jealous of him, because like, oh, you know, you should stop bothering her, blah, blah, And she's like, no, I talked to him because I want to. And then people get jealous and whatnot. And then they get summoned into a different world, and it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, it, you know, it's one of those generic settings where it's like, oh shit, magic circle appears. Oh shit, uh, some old, some old musty ass man comes up and be like, hello, hello, people, I am the, I am the grand pope of this religion, and, and we have summoned you under the grace of our god to uh, save the world from the evil demons. And then it's just like, the dude's like, are you fucking real? Like, this is, the teacher's like, oh, oh no, motherfucker, I'm not, my students aren't going to go through this shit, you got life fucked up. And it was just like, you know, it's like, but you're in a different world. Well, if if you brought us here, you can take us back. They're like, oh, well, you know, you're brought here by grace of God, Uh, you can't really, we can't really control that, so, SOL, my guy, you know, fulfill the whims of the God, and maybe... He'll send you back. And the the one dude was like, well, shit, this is annoying. And, you know, then they give out little plate cards, like the the status cards are like, put a drop of blood in this, you know, shows all your stats. You know, as heroes, you guys are, you know, you guys are supposed to be, like, way stronger than a normal person. And then, you know, as usual, you know, classic recipe for a, a sekai, you have, oh, the main character, oh, my stats are average. What's this? I'm a trans transmuter that's weird and it's just like one of those things where it's just like it everyone starts making fun of them whatnot and they're like okay everyone gets battle training whatnot and uh they go and of course like some idiot gets cocky and triggers like the death flag and then the dude's like oh you know i'll hold everyone back and you know as they go back and they're like okay we can escape but as he's trying to escape, one of his classmates jealous of the fact that, you know, uh, of the class idol, you know, caring for him, shoots him in the back of the fireball as the floor collapses, and he gets dropped to the bottom of the labyrinth, um, where they chose for battle training. And I'm just saying, that's a really classic example, but I'm just saying, like, the concept of, like, you know, people having powers and whatnot, you gotta, when you're, like, writing, you have to, like, think of it like, okay, you know, how is this going to affect? Is it commonplace knowledge? Is it, like, part of the societal norms? Is it outcasted? Is it, like, secret society-level stuff? Like, you know, people have magic, and it's like, okay, they want to, they want the general population not to know. So there's the rules. Like, think uh, Maho Sensei Negima. There's magic 
And then there's the Magic World, which is just a reflection on the surface of Mars. And then the portal of Magic World was a, you know, it teleported them because there was a great wizard that was able to, you know, create a different world. And it's just like, they give it like a magical virtual reality. And that was the Magic World in, in Negima. Um, just really simplified. It was way more complicated than that, but uh, but for the most part, you know, when you look at uh, Negima, like let's say, for instance, uh, one of the main characters, one of his best friends, uh, Alberto Chamil or whatever, he was turned into an ermine or a little weasel type thing because he he fucked up and people found out he was a magic user and. I think if he's using magic to steal women's underwear, you know, not everyone is responsible to use magic. You know, you have all this power in the world, but you just stole it. You, you choose it to steal women's underwear. Like, what the fuck is wrong with anyways? Uh, but there's obviously different, you know, punishments. Sometimes they'll they'll erase their memories. Sometimes they'll just steal their powers and like erase their memories and banish them. Or sometimes they'll imprison them. It's it, it there's different things. Um, but when you actually look at the applications, you actually have to, you know, factor in like okay, a society like how would society react? Like let's say you know you have someone from a different world goes to a place with no magic, you know, or actually let's do uh, there's a series called The Returner. Right, this dude—it's really, really simple concept. This sixteen-year-old kid gets dragged into a different world he never wanted to, you know. Um, and he has—he uh, had like little magical powers, and I think like he had something similar to the gamer, like the gamer's mind, like his m- mental state always refreshed back to its peak state, and the same thing was body, but he didn't really have any other power besides that. Think of Subaru from RE0, but the fact is, he didn't reset the day, like in the case of RE0, or the checkpoint, he just resized on the spot, um, and he suffered, he suffered like a motherfucker, because, you know, when you have, a, when you introduce, like, politics or, like, uh, foreign policy into, like, novels, you have to, like, think about it like this. If you live in a xenophobic country, the, the response to outsiders are really, really uh, adverse. Like, the fact that you're outsiders, the fact that you don't look like, you know, an average person of their population uh, is met with hatred, discrimination, uh, sometimes lynching, if in some extreme cases. And this person, you know, he was naive. He's 16 years old. He gets dragged into the middle of, like, you know, different things. And, you know, it's funny. And the one thing I do want to say is The Returner was really interesting because it showed the end of his story, his journey. The, the prologue was the end of his uh, journey to become, to go back home. So you have this kid, 16-year-old kid, gets thrown into a, gets thrown into a fucking alternate world, lives over a thousand years, going through pain, suffering, constantly uh, being attacked, and, you know, nicknamed by the other gods in the fucking world as, like, the bringer of the apocalypse, because in order for him to go back home, he had to rip a, a hole in the fabric of space and time just to go to his other, go back to his home. 
which causes its own problems. I mean, I, I'll go ahead and I'll go and recommend you know the Returner, but in that case, uh, you you have to like you have to like factor then, and that's like one of the things because like if you're if like say you're writing and your character goes and tra- uh, gets transported to a different world, of course he's gonna you know run across people that you know they are either xenophobic or you know they see them as a slave. There's a lot of there's a lot of different uh, manga where it's like a, a other worlder comes to a different world and gets tricked into becoming a slave, and then they have to like you know serve as a slave, and then they something happens either they're freed or the person that they're enslaved to takes a liking to them and you know frees them on their own accord or they get more freedom and then they grow attached to their slave families stockholm syndrome but <laughs> i'm just saying like it, it, you got to you got to be a little bit uh flexible with it because uh going back to the original point when you that's just applying like you know think about uh, putting your own character in a different country or a different setting you have to think of like what impact does that person being there because they look different now using magic and whatnot okay so not only do you have to consider like what impact does it have but you also have to determine what the system is because if you don't have a solid system and you don't have like a set structure to the magic like you know let's say uh full metal alchemist not brotherhood but full metal alchemist uh Basically, the alchemy was fueled by the souls of people, if I remember. It was the souls of people that that fueled the alchemy for the truth. And, or was it, I want to say that, but, you know, let's just go with Brotherhood, because I, I remember that more. Um, so, in Full Alchemist Brotherhood... Everyone's able to perform alchemy because they have their own inner gate. And that gate connects them to the truth of the world. And through that truth, they're able to use alchemic properties. But they still have to understand... uh, It's a little bit of like... I want to say science. More science-y. Because you have to understand like the different compositions. Like, think of it like cooking. Uh, And that's actually how uh, the the Elric brothers got taught alchemy through their teacher, Izumi Curtis. Because she was, you know, she learned alchemy. Uh, well, okay, it's a funny story. They do show in a side story how she became an alchemist, but when she taught the Elric brothers, she was teaching them uh, basically, uh, you know, they have to have a strong body, so they have to be in shape, they have to be physical, to have a strong mind, which, you know, affects willpower, and understand, like, how things work. So it's more like, you know, cooking, when she used cooking example, if you have a bunch of ingredients, but you don't know how they interact with each other, you know, when you put them together, you won't make that, like, let's say you're baking a cake. You have all these ingredients, you don't understand how they interact, and you just put willy-nilly here and there, you don't measure out anything, you won't end up with a cake, you'll end up with a fucking mess. Um, And that could be, backfire because it could be fatal it could be toxic it could be a lot of things um and that's the same thing with alchemy if you don't understand how things worked you would end up with a failure like think of the sewing like Al- the sewing life alchemist and you know everyone always gets really like you know sad about nina being fused with the dog but at the same time if you think about it like this he understood that he had to understand the anatomy of a dog and the humans to a, a T to be able to fuse that, them together. And 
if you think about it, like, that's, it may be like, okay, you know, he studied for a bit, but then to be able to, like, you know, adapt things, because, like, the way alchemy was presented was, like, you, you used the energy that came from your gate, and from there, you had to mold, mold, uh, the, basically, uh, the atoms together, and you broke down on a molecular level. You had to break it down, and you had to rebuild it. So that means he was able to break down the dog and Nina without killing them, and then build them back up. Which, you know, takes considerable knowledge and skill. Uh, but when you when you have a system like that, and of course there's also, uh, like, let's say, and in the series, like, you know, if you're doing human transmutation, you know, there's certain truths that you have to understand, like, one of the things, everyone banned human alchemy because no one knew the answer, and, and the the cost of it was far too much, like, you'll end up either dead or, like, part of you missing, like, in Edward's case, he lost his arm, and Alphonse's case, he lost his body, in Azumi's case, she, she lost her, uh, her uterus and womb, uh, and some of her internal o- organs. Uh, for Roy, he lost his sight. Let's see who else. I don't think I remember the other people. But yeah. Um, but with that being said, you know, you have all these people. Uh, you know, th- that was the price to pay. You know, there's boundaries within it. And in order to, like, you know, bring someone back, you know, you can't really bring someone's soul back because you'd have to offer something of equivalent exchange. And in the case of Full Malcolm's Brotherhood, you're going to have to watch it to figure out what that was. But for the most part, you know, shifting to a different series, think of, like, different structures. Uh, it's it's a little bit different when you... Like, it's easier to create, like, a fantasy world in your own world that has so set rules. Like, if it's a... If it uses religion, if the power, you know, if magic relies on, you know, the natural spirits, because, you know, if you didn't know a long time ago, before science became more prevalent, like medieval times, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, I want to say like, yeah, the medieval times, you know, the dark ages, like magic, magic whatnot was considered to be like, Medicine, modern medicine, whatnot, would be magic. Uh, a lot of different things, metalworking, whatnot, uh, herbology, alchemy, all that stuff was considered magic, and a lot of people believed it was drawn from the elements. So this before we, you know, we deviated from that and uh, chose the more scientific route of like periodic table and whatnot. And once periodic tables established, then we were able to identify the different elements, and from there we can just treat it like basically a cookbook which is like, okay, this is composed of this, 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 and this quantity, this percentage quantity, and so forth. Um, but when you look at like, you know, <clears throat> how do I put this? It's it's one of those things where um, you have like, the reason why I mentioned before it's easier to build your own world is because it's easier to set, to establish a set amount of rules. Because if you think about it like this, our society today, there's different, there's different countries, they have their own culture, they have their own, uh, 
background, they have like their own religion, they have their own beliefs and whatnot. And when you try to incorporate all that, like like Negima kind of touched on it. Like if you think about it like this, there was Eastern magic and Western magic. Western magic was more of like a you had a spell activation key, and then you would uh, you control magic by you know taking the mana and molding it within your capacity and use magic to go against the phenomena of the world and whatnot. And boom, that was Western magic. Eastern magic, instead of going against, you went with it. So you were basically becoming conduit of nature to through like talismans and whatnot and use the natural world to do your thing. Um which was which is interesting itself because, you know, there's different routes you can take with magic systems. Like, you know, there could be uh there could be like different prices to pay, there can be uh you know, a set system, like in the Tales of Games, a lot of times we use magic, all this other stuff, it, the world has set amount, and you drew, you drained it. I want to say Tales of Zillia was the best example. Like, when people overuse magic, the world started dying, because there's only a set amount, and there was too much magic being used, and not enough generated to counteract. And it, you know, it also showed, like, you know, that was also a message about, like, environmental conservation, because, like, you know, we only have a set amount of resources, and if you overuse it, it it depletes it and it makes life unsustainable. Um, and there's so many things I can go into it, but for the most part, uh, you know, just to kind of summarize it, uh, when you divide, and you're just like, wait, what the hell? Like, how's this a lecture about like magic systems and whatnot in fantasy settings? I mean, it, shit, it's a random podcast. What do you expect? Um, but for the most part, like, think about it like this, right? When you have magic, there's a lot of things, like, you can treat magic as its own entity, because when you introduce it into a society, you have to figure out what impact it's going to have. Is it deeply tied? Is it shunned? Is the church prevalent? Because a lot of times, church goes against magic because reasons, and you know, it's there's a lot to think about, and it, and that's why people are able to create such a world and incorporate it in such a masterful way is really interesting, because it's really cool. Um, but, with that being said, I think I'm going to end the episode here. Uh, but, like I said, this is the Random Podcast with your host, Melty Scarlet. And as usual, stay classy, and, uh, True magic is found within the heart.